Welcome to another episode of the podcast that discusses all related issues for the older workers in the workplace and when job seeking or even hiring. I'm delighted to say that today we are joined by the fabulous and well-known Julia Goodman, who is a personal communication coach, the founder of Personal Presentation Limited and the author of the book, You Brand, A Manual for Confidence. Before starting her coaching business in 1989, she had a long career as a professional actor with leading roles in The Brothers, The Lotus Eaters and Those Glory Glory Days and has appeared widely on TV in series such as Inspector Morse, Grange Hill, EastEnders, Coronation Street, The Bill and many more and has played Shakespeare all over the world including Lady Macbeth. She sits on the board of the British Association of Women Entrepreneurs and a few years ago received the Dyslexia Association Award for services to business and the arts and has twice been nominated as Woman of the Year. A team of coaches straddle the creative and corporate worlds, providing services to an international blue chip client base. Trained as professional performers and all having had careers as actors, they deliver U-Brand Coaching, which is a methodology developed by Julia that is rooted in the psychology and techniques of the theatre to help people to perform themselves and to use their unique personality for greatest impact. Listening to how Julia has used all her acting skills to transform and grow her business into one of the best coaching businesses around is well worth a listen to. Julia, thank you so much for joining the Age Diversity Network podcast. It's a real pleasure to have you on. I'm struggling a little bit in terms of how to introduce you. You are a well-established actor uh, who starred in many, many episodes of, of different series that people will recognise and, and know, which I'll get you to probably reel a few off, otherwise I'll forget them all. You're, you're a coach, uh, which you've been doing for many years. You're, you're an author. Uh, there, there's just so much to talk about what you've done in your life and are still doing. So, so I think for the listeners, it would be great if, if maybe you could just start by talking about your early career, how that's progressed to get you to where you are now. Uh, and then we can have a chat about a few other things after that. So that would be great. So if over to you, you could just tell us a little bit more about yourself. Thank you very much, Mike. Um, well, I'm delighted to be here. Um, I am in my natural habitat, as they say, um, which we've all had to adjust to. And of course, the Zoom stage <laughs> is the one that I spend a lot of time on, which was not easy to start with and isn't for everybody. And some of the work that I've been doing from, with my company, Personal Presentation, is a lot of helping and supporting people come over better on Zoom because people didn't thought, oh, well, you know, it's all going to go away very soon and it'll be fine. And then realizing that actually not. And then realizing as they're beginning to do now that it's, it can or, or isn't the edge you might have, the competitive edge you might have if you are not coming over and having the right impact in a, in a way that people aren't used to. I mean, most people hate being uh, seen in a, in a certain kind of way because they feel judged and we feel exposed and we feel very vulnerable. So it's been a very interesting transition uh, over this year of getting all our work online and helping people be online. Anyway, you asked me another question. So <laughs> where did I start? Okay. Um, well, in 1963 or four, the theater came to town and the theater is the Chichester Festival Theater which was then being um, pioneered by Sir Laurence Olivier. 
and all the wonderful actors that came there. And as a young girl of 14, 15, my father was the uh, honorary art advisor at the time. And in fact, uh, designed the Minerva head that's on the Minerva cinema, uh, the theater at the moment. And I said, dad, dad, I wanna work on that. I wanna work there because I'd been doing a certain amount of amateur stuff, obviously, as you do. Not that my school had any of it, um, but we'd started up uh, our own little acting company and it had uh, people like uh, David Wood, Adrian Noble, um, the person who played my husband in The Brothers, the series much later on, um, Malcolm Stoddard. Um, we had a, a huge amount of very, uh, Mike Elphick, people that went on then to have great careers. And we all ended up working at the theatre. I was an usherette. They were scene changers and goodness knows what else. And we managed to get in there watching some of the greatest performances in the world by the, some of the greatest performers in the world at the time. And I met and worked with people like, um, uh, as I said, Laurence Olivier. Um, God, for a moment, I can't remember any of their names. <laughs> That's how that's how famous they are. Mike Gambon. Um, uh, oh, gosh, you know, it's, it's interesting now is because all those people who were so famous at the time and still are some of them a lot. Maggie Smith, um, all those people, Rob, Bob Stevens are no longer in the young people's minds. Um, very relevant, particularly, although they will see them in a lot of stuff, of course. So I was able to see really good quality work from a very young age. And my mother, who'd been with Joan Littlewood and gone off acting when she was 19. So I'd always kind of had it in the blood that the theatre was the place where you thought, my goodness, wow, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. So I eventually got a place at drama school in London, the Royal Central London, at Royal Central Drama School. And I had three years there. And then I went on and did rep. Mm. <laughs> weekly rep where you lived on I think I had I think it was eight pounds a week and that was my food my board and my living expenses for the week wow. and you would then be working on reading performing and thinking about four plays at the same time Goodness. which was where you got your your skills from because you had to learn all the time you you were young so it was fine and that's where I learned my initial skills really out on the job which was extraordinary and then I had a break um I went in I worked with Jesse Matthews in Bournemouth and did hay fever and all sorts of things like that and I heard about television that's what I wanted to be in I wanted to be in television and films and I got a very lucky break I was cast as Barbara in the brothers and that was a new series they only thought there was going to be one series there were seven or eight and I was in five of them I think four or five and then I left because I needed at my age then when I was you know I was very young to go off and do other stuff so I left went in back into the theatre Bristol Old Vic um, uh, theatres in London and I started to do some fabulously interesting theatre roles I then started to, I met somebody who I started to uh, found, well, we had this idea, Kate O'Mara, the actress, Peter Woodward, Edward's son, and myself, we had this idea to take Shakespeare all around Europe, <laughs> which meant that, and we weren't gonna have directors, we were gonna do everything ourselves, everything ourselves. I thought, oh my goodness, this is gonna be really quite overwhelming. 
So I got to play um, all the, you know, Lady Macbeth and a lot of the fantastic parts, Rosalind, um, things like Beau Stratagem, all the great female, quite a lot of the great female roles. At the same time as having to be in production, be in set changing, be in directing, we all had to do everything. And I realized then that I had other resources in me that I'd never, I'd sort of known, but I didn't really have a chance to do, which was have more of a, an overview of the whole thing, the show, to help put the show on. And I loved it. I loved the directing. I loved producing. I loved doing it. And I loved playing the parts. And that uh, went on for about four or five years. And in the process, I was making series like The Lotus Eaters, um, uh, EastEnders, God, you know, uh, Coronation Street. I did it all, did everything, yeah. And I made films with uh, some fantastic people. And then I came to what is known as the, um, the final 40s <laughs> for yeah. women as actors when I realized that I wasn't gonna get the, the parts I wanted in for long enough, for, you know, you get one or two great parts in a year, maybe. Um, and I had, I was divorced by then and I had two children to bring up and I was the earner. And I thought, I've got to have an idea. I've got to do something else as well as my acting work. I also found that I wasn't able to really just go away filming in the same way and put on it, go into a long run because my kids were getting into adolescent age. And if any of you are out there are parents, you'll know that that's the time you really need to be at home. Yeah. <laughs> and so I thought, what can I do with my talents, with my awareness, with my understanding and swim in a different pond, if you like, rather than the pond I was in to swim in a different pond. And one day I was lying in the bath and I'd just come back from playing Lady M from somewhere or other. And I was lying in the bath and I had the, the dim light and the candles. And I don't know where it came from, but this idea just plopped itself in my head. And I thought, where I can take this work, all my understanding, the psychology of communication of the theatre, the, the science of it, the techniques of it, because it's, it's a complex place and help non-actors. And I just had this idea and that was it. And that was the start of New Brand. And as you see my book here, which has finally come out after 35 years. Wow. So that took me four years to put together a methodology, which was gonna help people be more confident, practically able, enabling them through learning to project and perform yourself, which is what I'm doing now. Now that looks okay, looks easy, looks simple, but it isn't because we get stressed and worried. Our real self disappears very often or we go over the top and it's not good at all. It's not authentic. And one of the things that I was really struck by in the inauguration just recently was all of those speakers that came on, the young poet, the, the new president, um, the um, minister for Minnesota, the woman, and the, 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 the rap guy, they weren't, except for J-Lo and, and um, Lady Gaga, who are professional performers, but underneath would be, in all of them, a turbulence of fear and, and stress. Yeah. But 
what they learn to do, and this is what I teach people and my book does, what they all learn to do. And remember, the poet girl has a stutter and so does Biden. So that's huge amounts of things to get over. And the great thing about communication, the greatest communicators are people who know how to express themselves and express and control emotion at the same time. Because if you don't get the expression of the authentic person, you don't really believe in them. You think there's something not quite right. Oh, they may be just shy. They may be an introvert. There may be all sorts of things, but it doesn't really connect. And if you want to really move people, you have to show and, uh, and disclose so that you connect. But in the process of that, people feel scared to do that because they think, oh, I can't control that. That'll be terrible. And I can't possibly open my my feelings up to people. Well, if you don't, we don't connect. But learning how to do it, the craft of doing it, is what I started to learn to teach people to do. So they could be more of themselves with skill. And that's the bit, you have to have the skill to do it, the framework that supports you to do it. And anyone can do that, that's the point. And I can teach anyone to do it. And that's what the book is really there for, to help a right. wider audience to start thinking, oh, I could do this. So Fantastic. that's my journey. <laughs> In uh, edited. <laughs> and a very interesting one too. I, I guess from from your your earlier career in terms of acting, um, either on stage or on TV, and probably mm. learning from some of the other uh, very famous actors that you've, you've oh, already great. mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm assuming that, that in terms of your coaching and how you can actually get that experience across to help others has certainly mm. been a huge help. You've already mentioned that that uh, you were laying in the bath and uh, with a candle, not so it can't yes. be a light bulb moment, so a candle yeah, moment. Very, very dim and lots of light, very sort of zen moments, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so obviously, I suppose with with all of the experience you had there, I, I guess it's something that comes naturally to you, which is really, really good for being able to teach others and and portray that. And and we hear a lot these days, I think, about you being you. Um, sometimes people are very, very. Uh, afraid of doing that but, but yeah. clearly I guess the, the the sort of the training and the coaching that you do um, and the book that you've written is is a way that people can understand how they can be more about themselves absolutely they can overcome the as I said you know with all those speakers at the inauguration underneath is a turbulence of fear and stress but they've learned how or they're or because in the moment they they know they've got to make that leap if you like, and they've got a structure. He had his speech, she has her poetry. They've learned to bring it out and control and use the emotion that makes it fly. And But anyone can learn to do that. And I've helped people transform the impact that they make by giving themselves permission to do that. Because it doesn't come, it didn't come naturally to me, not, not initially. No. I think I always enjoyed I quite enjoyed the spotlight. I think you're right there. But in order to make it work for me and learn how to do it properly, I had to do, you know, a lot of training, a lot of experience to do it. It was the, the thing that I did, which I don't think anyone else has done. She said with a great deal of, um, what's the word? <laughs> Modesty. <laughs> Modesty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
make the connection that the skills and the techniques of the theater and communication, which are beyond comparison, moving it into the non-actor. Because I don't know whether you've ever heard about this, but the, the really great actors use a huge amount of themselves to inform the role because that's what makes it real, okay? So what you're helping people do is they've got to use a huge amount of themselves to inform the role of themselves. So they're playing the role of themselves. Now that's a stretch for a lot of people, but the process and the, the practical way I help people do it, they see it eventually as a no brainer because when they're doing it and they're being more real and they're being more expressive, they go, oh my God, I like that. I like what I look like. I like what I sound like. That's me. And you go, yeah, now take that into the world and not frightened of it. It's, it's really interesting because I, I've, I've played um, a part in, in that type of training in the past many years ago. And, and I've actually observed a few years ago um, a training course that, that that did that type of training and it, it is quite strange you're, you're absolutely right I, th I think the 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 hesitance of of people initially is um, you know I'm not an actor or I can't role play I hate it uh, I'm going to look stupid yeah um, and but but I think once they get into it that, that they do tend to relax a little bit more and it, and it and it probably becomes a lot easier for them to to sort of understand what it is that's that's either holding them back or what it is they 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 need to do but actually it's not it's not necessarily being somebody else it's still being you but how you do it it's being more of you because we 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 all hold back an awful lot of ourselves a lot of the time depending on the situation of course but if you actually let some of that out more we become instantly more engaging and more contactable. And that's the thing that's so relevant at the moment is contact. We need contact. And the only way you can have any kind of warmth of contact is by reaching out to people and expressing how you feel and getting people to connect to you. Terribly important now uh, because, you know, people are getting very depressed about not having contact. That's very important. And we can do that on Zoom or anywhere else. I think as you say going back to your question it's you have to practice like anything you learn to do well whether it's riding the bike driving the car eventually which is why the book is called and i'm going to do this blatantly no please do is, it's a manual for confidence which means that it's practical yeah. it's you get exercises you get things to do you can learn bits of it and it makes sense and you think oh yeah of course yeah i can do that it's not rocket science it's just i've got to learn to do this and practice it and it's me i think i think the the the, the thing for me in terms of what you do um is is very practical as you've already used that word uh in life because if you look at training in general yeah often what i see is that um people will train other people um, and, and, and I'll just pluck something out of the air. It might be how to be fantastic on social media, how to write the best copy or, or whatever the case may be. And I think sometimes it, it doesn't necessarily work for all, but what you're trying to do, I guess, is putting together some form of, of, of process that it's everyone... 
a method. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's actually bringing out the best in the yeah. individuals by doing the in, same in, thing. Exactly. And I think one of the things that always I've always I find very moving is when you say to somebody, you know, and I've got a client in front of me and I say, like I might say to you, Mike, Mike, you are unique. There's no one like you in the world. And people find that very hard to really take on board, that they have a uniqueness that means that they can develop the projection of that uniqueness, that the, the, the confidence to feel you can be yourself, that it's okay to be you rather than the expectation that we have all the way through our lives. Well, be more like that, or you should be doing that, or why aren't you doing that, or whatever it is we go through in life. We get crushed. And why waste that uniqueness? But you have to be self-aware in order to manage it and use it properly. That's that's the big thing. And I suppose it's it's, uh, and I'm guessing here you're the expert, not me. But I suppose it's it's about um, people feeling comfortable in their own skin, people feeling that they're they they can be confident that the way they are um, as against uh, playing a particular role. So like, like you being an actor, of course, you, you, you sometimes have to be different characters for different roles, um, but this is more about the, the, the inner self. And I do find it fascinating because any sort of training that allows people to gain confidence uh, in, in themselves, how they present themselves, how they operate their, their own life, if you like, uh, in whatever given situation is always something that, that is really building up their belief and their strengths to be able to go out into the world and, and, and face many challenges. It's the self-esteem and the sense, you know, I mean, one of the things on the, on, in the programme is that we look at where do you think you were on the introvert extrovert scale before you were 12 okay because yeah. 12 as we know is the time when you go out and start to have to um adapt to the world and you have to find a, your place in it and you have to behave in a certain way so all that freedom that we have in terms of who we are and how we express ourselves as young people very young people starts to be we have to strategize it don't we yeah. and depending on your background, your, your nurturing, your, where you've come from and how you feel about yourself, that becomes quite a big thing for anybody, anybody. So we're off to school, 12, oh dear, the world is a different place. <laughs> how do we fit into this? And it's very interesting to see where people put their, because I have, I draw a line and I say, there's the extrovert, there's the introvert. Where do you think you're on the line before you're 12? And they'll go, well, either extreme introvert or very extrovert or whatever. So where, where do you think you are now? Now, very interesting that. If they're extroverts and they're in a, what I would call a, a stressful place, they may have moved, they feel into an introvert place. And then the introvert who is a natural introvert, let's say, may, because he sees that extroverts are the one that seem to have the success, has tried to move into the extrovert place and gets exhausted. So both of those are not true to who they are because society has, you know, whatever has put them there. Where would you like to be? And then we look at the place in the middle, which is what we call the, the ambivert, meaning, you stay true to your natural place, so you're an introvert, fine. 
but you can be in that place that allows you to move in and out, um, give more of yourself or less with, with comfort, being in your skin, as you say, that's fine. And the same with the extrovert. And it's fascinating to see how many people are not being true, really, to who they are. I would imagine, yeah, that that, that that is quite interesting. One of the questions I was going to ask you actually is that when you do this 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 coaching, training, mentoring um, yeah. with different people, obviously you, you run courses with groups of people or, or maybe senior execs. In putting aside the the business uh, success of it, from mm. a personal point of view, what do you get out of it? Oh, I just love it. <laughs> well, you see, as an actor, you, depending on who you are, you know, I'm not a narcissist. I'm not a narcissist. Oh, I can't say the word. No. Um, part of the acting with me, I loved being on stage. Yeah, a bit of a show. I know I'm nervous and all those things, but I love to give. Because if you give to an audience, you get back. And that dynamic between the giving and the getting back, depending on what kind of audience you've got, of course, is just so amazing. It's a great feeling. And I think with the coaching and the mentoring and the one to I do a lot of one to one work at a very senior level, but I also help usually pro bono young people who are just going on that ladder, you know, um, is that you're helping them be more of them. And the feeling you get when they start to come out of their chrysalis and the butterfly wings start to come out is like nothing else. No, that, that, that's excellent. So, so I suppose we've talked about the acting side. Um, so very successful, long career in that. We've talked about the coaching and the sort of services that you offer and, and, and what the achievements can be for individuals and groups of people and senior execs to get out of that. You've also now written a book. So, you know, it, it seems like there's nothing stopping you. So in terms of the book, is is that something that replaces the, the not, not replaces the services you offer in terms of coaching and training and what have you, but is it something that someone can pick up and, and sort of learn from what that training would give them? Or is it is it something that goes side by side? It's, it's, it's an interesting, I've just been talking to um, uh, a person in, um, uh, in a company who is um, in communications, you know, quite a senior woman, and she had the book and she got locked down in Chris at Christmas. Ah. <laughs> and uh, she said, oh, I'm really enjoying the book. I said, oh, I am pleased. She said, I can't believe it. Our corporate world, the ideas you've got in this book, I've never even thought of them, never even thought of them. And I said, great. And she said, but, and I went, yeah, got to do the exercises. I said, yeah, <laughs> got to do the exercises. <laughs> so what I say to people, she, she said, but so it is a practical book, isn't it? I said, yes, it is. It's a learning book with quite a lot of lovely, you know, sort of interesting stuff around it that we, we've got from all sorts of places in the world, you know, neuroscience, everything. There's, there's something for everybody. Interestingly enough, the people who really like the work are very often the scientists, the engineers, uh, the financial people, because it's got order, it's got structure, and it's practical. And um, but it also takes them to another, you know, to another level of understanding which they've never really gone into before. So it is a practical book, yeah, absolutely. But it's a, yeah, it's a good read. Read it first then have a little dip back and try some of the exercises is what I would suggest. 
No, that's great. So what we'll do is we'll make sure that in order um, that people understand uh, how they can get a copy of the book and what it's called, we'll do that towards the end just to remind everybody. Yeah, sure. that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, great. Yeah. So so uh, one of the things that we uh, were going to talk about, and it's really fantastic, I think we could talk a lot longer about your career, but unfortunately we are limited for time. So we now have to talk about the age diversity piece. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I was I was always brought up to be very kind uh, and, and, and respectful uh, to not ask people their age and, and sort of to acknowledge uh, wisdom, etc. You've had a very, very long career. Um, and in terms of the age diversity piece, there, there's a lot of people out there who are uh, even in their late 40s, approaching 50s that, that um, are struggling for whatever reason. It, it may be that yeah. they don't get the opportunities within their current workplace or they've they've had a break or they've been made redundant, particularly with the given pandemic uh, we're, we're all suffering from right now and are finding it difficult to get back into work. And part of the Age Diversity Network is, is sort of trying to understand individuals, the journey they're going through and professionals, the advice that they can give. So, so in terms of you, you're someone who has had different roles that you've played throughout your career and you're still going mm -hmm. and and it looks very much like there's there's no stopping you um I'll, I'll, and i'll i'll wait to hear what the next um <coughs> journey in what your life is, is yeah. <laughs> exactly i think i'll probably lie down and go to sleep for a bit yeah <laughs> um okay yes absolutely good point well i think one of the things that might be helpful to people if they are in that sort of what i you know that transitional place because we go through one, two, three, at least three, possibly four transitional places in our life. And when you're moving from your 40s to your 50s and through your 50s, what happens, and I've experienced this and talked a lot about it to my clients, is they suddenly find the need for some spiritual path, meaning their career or whatever has been on a bit of a trajectory, yeah? And there's different places in that trajectory where they get married or they have kids or they change jobs, whatever. And then they suddenly get to this crossroads and it's, ah, oh, they don't really want all that anymore. <laughs> I want something else, but I don't know what it is. And it's not, certainly not retiring. And I think that the, your, your heart, your soul, your spiritual inside is telling you something. And what it's telling you is, Find a place that really takes all your energy and ability and, and experience and give it back. Because the need to give back and to be part of something that allows you to move away from that gets very acute around the early 50s and onwards a bit. So I think that's something to take time, think about it, register how you're feeling and not see it as a end of your life, end of career or any of those things. It's just that you need to find a different path and the paths are out there, believe me, and you can earn money at them, absolutely. And I think we've got a more entrepreneurial um, society now where you know anyone can do anything, to be honest. <laughs> Whether you make money at it is another business, but you can. And then, I mean, I'm 74 and to me, it doesn't seem like yesterday since I started the business, you know, 1989, whatever it was. And I realized that I was getting to a point where just doing the work wasn't enough. 
So the book, which has taken me seven years to write, I might add, because of all the other things that happen in your life, um, became a very important milestone to put something down. And the next thing is the masterclasses, which are going out, which I made with um, a very good small company with a fabulous director who has helped me put 10 episodes of some of my work online for everybody, which will be support the book, which is great. So I think it is about thinking, okay, I am at this crossroads. I feel differently. I want something different. What is it? Give yourself the time to think about it, not to think I'm, no, I'm not gonna be given the right, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna lose my, my self-esteem. I'm gonna lose my status if I don't carry on or don't have the big job or don't do something else. Find, listen to your instinct, listen to what you actually want and find a way to it because I'm still reinventing my life and I probably have another career after this talking to you and people like that, which is lovely. I might sit on boards, I don't know, but it's the attitude, it's your approach to life. Life is your life and you can do anything in it nowadays, you really can. And I have to say the work and the book does help to unlock some of that and give you the confidence because confidence is what does it. That's the petrol. And if you don't have it for whatever reason, you've got to unblock the negative stuff that's stopping you being confident about yourself because you can do anything. You can be fine. Fantastic. No, to... <laughs> no, no and that's very true, I guess. Uh, just picking up on on very briefly the, the masterclass because I, I was aware that you were doing these uh, and I just yep. wanted to ask you a little bit more about them. So, so is the masterclass um, designed for... Uh, organizations or is an individual thing just so the listeners are aware of what it is um i think it's designed i mean the way i did it obviously because I, I was do, i had at one point because we did it in lockdown there was a marquee in the garden so we were doing quite a lot of work you know sort of being able to be covid you know secure and all the rest of it um and we filmed it in my house it was done with a totally professional um setup and i was the presenter so I met a young man. I met a young man. I like meeting young men. Um, <laughs> and he's uh, he's just done a degree. He's just about to do another one. He's up at Bristol. And um, I said, look, would you like to come and be part of the master classes? So I've got a, an actual person to practically take people through. So it is only with one person at this point, but I think it it nails down all the the techniques the psychology, the understanding of it, that people will go, oh, that I could use for myself or someone else, or I could do it in groups because we do it, we do teams, um, we do small groups. We don't do huge groups because they wouldn't get the value. No. And um, at the moment online, we're doing groups um, in different rooms, you know, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it's the fundamental basis of the work that the masterclasses show. Just like the masterclass series that you see on, you know, on, on LinkedIn, similar yes. thing, really, yeah, but it's practical. I'm actually showing people what to do and how to do it. Excellent. Excellent. No, no, thanks for the clarification. Um, one of the questions I was going to ask you, but it is quite frankly, is pointless because I'm sure you've had many successes. I was going to ask you what you would say was your greatest achievement, but it sounds like you've had so many. Um, I don't think it's a question that I could really. Well, I'll tell you what my, I'll tell you what my greatest achievement was, was being 
a divorced mother of two living on 90 pounds social security a week when I wasn't acting, when I didn't have a decent job for whatever reason. And thinking, oh, I've got to have something else. I've got to, you know, I've got to put food on the table. How am I going to do that properly, consistently? And I suppose wanting to try my wings in some other area, maybe, I don't know. And um, I had the idea in the bath and I had this vision. I've always been quite good at visualization. You know, that's the visualization. Now, how I'm going to get there, I'm not sure, but anyway. And it was that I would get rid of my overdraft, pay the bank back. And very soon in two or three years, I would turn over my first million. Wow. Which I did. And that was my greatest achievement in that sense, you know, because it provided a home and security for my children. It gave me a fascinating journey to be on. And I cannot believe that I did that. That was extraordinary. So wow. There you go. That's certainly <laughs> inspirational for a lot of people. I, th I think, you know, uh, one of the things um, I've taken from this, this, this chat is that um, people go into business um, with a belief and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's, it's very admirable, but I think they try and follow maybe a path or a set path that, that people have said, do it my way um, and it will work. If, if they can't, I suppose what I'm taking from this, this uh, conversation we've had today is if they can't understand more about themselves, it's very, very difficult. It's not a one size fits all. So, so I think what you're doing is quite unique in that sense. Um, that you're targeting um, how people can bring more of themselves to the table, which is clearly what you're, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's your courses, that's, that's your book. Um, and I think it's really, really good that um, people could understand that that type of help, support and training is out there. Yeah, and, and it gives you more self-belief, and therefore you find your own self-esteem and that allows you to find the path for yourself. That's absolutely right. But two business things that my that I was told by my dad, who had five businesses and was an artist and a painter and a designer and everything else. And he said, I said, Dad, what's the bit of advice you can give me when I was first starting? And he said, he looked at me and he said, keep it small, darling, keep it small. So that was a very good bit of advice. And, and then, the you went, one, then you went on to make millions and millions. So. Then, then, I, then I made a big company and nearly imploded. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing was, um, it, in three years, if you're still in business, you've got a business. And in five years, you should be making profit. But when you say that to people, they go, well, all that time, you must be joking. Yeah. yeah. To your point, it's not as easy as people think. But if you are confident, you sustain it, keep your focus, you absolutely believe in yourself and your idea, whatever it is. You can make it happen. And, and I think that's 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 a really key point because there's so many people um, that I know and, and I've spoken to in the past that uh, want to work for themselves and they think within six months, well, I'm not really making any money here. It does take time. But but also the, the, the other thing is provided what you're believing in, in terms of what you want to deliver, and you know it, it actually delivers something and you've got other people who support that, 
uh, and say Absolutely. yes. So if you don't have the feedback saying, oh, that's a rubbish idea, forget it, you know, um, I, th I, th I think, you know, it, it is a long game. We all know that and it does it's take a long time. Game, but you have to have a passion. You have to have the focus. It, it doesn't mean you necessarily know how you're going to get there or what it might be when you get there. But you kind of know at an intuitive level that it's right for you and you stick with it. And you know it's going to take time because it will. But if that if that's a passionate belief and focus, because it's coming from an intuitive gut feel that's only unique to you, if you like, and the way you see something, it'll carry you through. It's the fuel. If you don't have that, don't even go near it. It's no point. And and I think it's it's quite important. Uh, one of the things that I I always sort of try and bring across when I speak to people is is all about being honest and open and absolutely there is nothing wrong with admitting that you don't know something is, is to ask for help uh, ask for the expertise ask for the lending hand uh, but too many people will hide and, and and basically sort of shield themselves from that you know just just be open and honest and I think that's well, that and, and that's what the book gives people it's that inner confidence that it's okay to be them and therefore they are unique their idea their feeling is absolutely valuable and right and they don't need to be like somebody else you know they're not that's the point but the passion and the and the focus and the failings that I've had Michael I can't tell you you've got to deal with the failings you know I nearly went out of business three times I actually had people take my work and a client and a million pounds worth of business. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that's hard to come back from. How do you come back from that? Well, you do. Yeah. <laughs> if that belief, if that passion, if that, it's got to be a good product. Basically you're nothing without your product. And if your product's good and you learn about it and you fashion it and you, you add to it and everything else, but if that fundamental product that you put together is good, it'll go eventually. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And, and, and I think um, one of the other things that I would say, and this isn't intended as a pun because of your book, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what the next chapter brings in terms of what you do, uh, because you have done an awful lot. And I think this has been fascinating uh, talking to you. And, and unfortunately with podcasts and these types of uh, conversations, uh, it, it you can talk for hours and hours and hours and, uh, and may, maybe who knows we'll have another chat and we'll just well, yeah. carry on um but but in the meantime it's been really fascinating uh talking to you uh really fascinating listening to how you've progressed from your early career through to what you're doing now what you've achieved along the way one of the things um i think i'd, I'd like to do though is to make sure that uh, anyone who's listening um knows how to make contact with you uh, and also if they're if they're viewing this uh, which all of our videos and, and podcasts go on to YouTube uh, will will sort of be prescribed or described I should say at the top and I'm trying to I always get confused with video so I was going to use my right hand but I'm going to use my left <laughs> hand it will be up here yeah uh, it will be up there but yeah can, can, so what's the best way for people whether that's individuals okay. or companies to contact you okay so the first thing is contacting me personally which I'm quite happy for people to do is Julia Goodman this is my sort of private it's not my business email per se but it's just my gmail Julia Goodman 12 at gmail.com i don't know why i'm looking down because i know it <laughs> um the other thing is my profile on linkedin of course 
I have sure. a, a big following there. And then the company web website is uh, at inquiries to www.personalpresentation.com. And as I'm, as we're, you know, hang on, got to get another book now. As we're launching the book on to retailers and publicity and Amazon tomorrow, they'll be able to put the book there. And I would love to offer your um, your people uh, a, a discount. And if they put in, they will get a thirty percent discount. So wow, that's very generous of you, and thank you for that. No, um, well, brilliant. So, 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 just to, just to make sure that the the on, on the book, it's it's you brand, and it will be available on Amazon. Well, it's you brand a manual for confidence. Okay, you brand a manual for confidence available on Amazon. Yeah. As of tomorrow, that's private. That's secure to your um, your people. Or I mean, I, that's the only thing I, could, I I can't offer it to the wide variety. No, of, of course. You, but you could uh, of what YouTube. You can do that, can you? You can put it down for your. I, I yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can for for the followers. So, so I mean, they'll obviously pick it up on on the uh, so podcast. Yes, yeah. Yes, so yes, that that's that's fantastic. So YB twenty, that that's really YB20. generous of you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I I should um, be on Amazon tomorrow myself. Then. So. Well, I was going to say get the book, and then when we have another chat, we can chat about what's in the book, can't yeah, we? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, that's fantastic. Whether you're doing the exercises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and 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 I can always say whether when I get the time that I know what you're going to say to me. Find the time, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Don't worry. Yeah. All right, my dear. It's been absolutely lovely talking to you. I've really enjoyed it, and I hope your listeners enjoy it and um, maybe we'll see each other again no I, and i'm sure we will and it's been absolutely fascinating as i say talking to you and i really really appreciate the time that you've, you've spent with us uh explaining what you do how you do it uh and your journey has been really wonderful to listen to so thank you julia very very kind thank of you, you to very join much, us Mike. take right. care and you thank Stay you <laughs> bye bye-bye to find out about the 30% discount offer made by Julia, please contact Mike O'Reilly or the Age Diversity Network via LinkedIn or visit www.agediversitynetwork.com and send us a message. If you are affected by age diversity issues at work or are experiencing problems seeking employment and believe that your age is a barrier, or if you are an inclusive employer who actively embraces the older worker and are interested in the services and help we can offer, then please contact us at www.agediversitynetwork.com or simply follow us on LinkedIn.